Hello and welcome to the Sister Sista podcast, a guide for young women coming into their own and for the women still trying to figure it out. I'm your host, Trudy. I'm a stay-at-home mom who's building a community for women to uplift each other and feel connected by similar life experiences. We're talking about love, lifestyle, health, relationships, current events, and so much more. So get comfy and listen in. Hello, welcome, welcome back to the Sister Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Trudy, and welcome back to another podcast episode. On this week's episode, I have my sister, Chantal. How are you doing today, Chantal? I'm doing great. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Um, And this week, we're talking about 30 things I learned in my 30s. So we're each going to like share a number of things that are on our Mm -hmm. list so I've been seeing this like kind of trending on TikTok and Instagram and I think it's really important I love that I'm seeing all the sharing and dropping all the gems so I thought we should like hop on this and share some of our gems yeah I'm excited to hear some of yours um and see which ones we have in common yeah should be good okay so um, do we want to preface any of this about 30 things that we've learned in our 30s? I mean, I, th- um, I think it's going to be interesting because like we've obviously had very different like experiences in life. So I think based on someone's life experiences, it's going to reflect in what they've learned. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. And probably focus a little bit more, as you said, on like different aspects of maybe areas where they like I know for myself areas where I was like I wish I knew more and I'm happy now that I do Mm -hmm. know and I want to make sure that others know because maybe they're in the same position so Mm -hmm. it's not always like you know the typical stuff that it's like everybody kind of already knows and we're all Mm -hmm. kind of informed about I think it's sometimes it goes a little bit deeper and a lot of like aha moments for when you're in your 30s or when you're going through Mm -hmm. in your 20s where it's like well nobody told me this or I was never taught Mm -hmm. this so um I think those are the points and like the gems that I'm hearing a lot Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. so we're both going to talk about our 30 things that we've learned in our 30s so you're basically getting 60 years experience What I do you mean, think you're looking at say it that like, way? <laughs> yeah, you're getting like six years of experience. So grab mm-hmm. a pen and paper and you might want to write some of these <laughs> down or save some of the timestamps. But uh we're gonna jump right in. Mm-hmm. So Chantal, do you want to do all of your 30 things? And then I can do my 30 things or do 15 and 15. I guess I can just run through all of mine and then okay. you can hop in wherever you want to add something. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Chantal is going to get started with her 30 things that she's learned in her 30s. Okay. So, and this is not really in any particular order. It was just kind of like what was coming to me as I was, as I was thinking of these things. Um, the first thing I wanted to share is that multiple truths can exist at one time and not everything has to be black and white. Um, so the example that I thought of for this one is that idea that life can be filled with both joy and suffering it doesn't really have to be in either or it can be both things and I think this is also true for people like 
I think sometimes we often lump people into one box. We might meet someone and say, oh, they're such a nice person. And we completely ignore the other truths about who they are. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if you have a friend, a close friend or a family member, you just, we tend to think of people just in one way, in one light. And we sometimes forget, like, we're so complex and there's so much more than just like that one aspect of someone. So yeah, that's something I've been learning because I I tend to have a very like black and white way of thinking, but um, this was actually something that was introduced to me recently. So I'm trying to apply that to other aspects of my life. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Number mm-hmm. two. Number two is not everyone is going to like you, and this is a hard lesson to learn. But I feel like I keep learning this one at different stages of my life. Like it keeps coming back to visit me in different ways. And at this stage, like now that I'm in my 30s, I'm learning this in a way that doesn't feel as personal because it's Mm -hmm. honestly not even a personal thing. It's just the way that human beings are. I think that are, you know, we have chemistry with certain people. We might, you know, share the same values or interests and Sometimes we just don't click with certain people. So that's okay and mm-hmm. totally normal. Yeah. As I'd like to say, sometimes my spirit just doesn't take that person. And it's not yes. like they shouldn't take that personally. It's just that like, you know, you're always cordial and kind, mm-hmm. but you're just like, there's something where it's just like, it just can't go mm-hmm. past that. I don't know, <laughs> you know? So yeah. yeah. And like, imagine if you were trying to get everyone you ever met to like you that's like so much work anyways <laughs> so yeah I, I not couldn't needed. do that <laughs> mm-hmm. um so number three you never know the entire story to someone's life and it's important not to compare your story to theirs and um this one again keeps coming back to me like in different stages of my life I think like back in my 20s it was that stage where you're just getting out of university and you're trying to figure everything out. So it's like you're comparing your path to like what everyone else is doing, but you, you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And same in, in my thirties now, it's like people are having kids, starting families, traveling, doing so many different things, but it's still the same idea that you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So comparison is not going to help in any way. Mm-hmm. Just, important to look at it as like that's their path and this is my path and there's no comparison yeah and I just want to bring this to light because we saw this video on TikTok the other day and it was this might be like applying to right now everyone we're going through a recession and finances is a big issue and I saw this video of this lady who was talking on the show and saying how she was like almost a million dollars in debt But I mean, Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. thinking about it. I'm like, maybe all of her friends, family members might be thinking, oh my gosh, she's living such a glamorous life. Like she has everything that Mm -hmm. she wants. She's so happy. And she's calling in and talking about how she feels so terrible, so bad, Mm -hmm. borderline like disgusted with herself that she's this deep in debt. And that was Mm -hmm. just like a reminder to myself where you just, you cannot compare your story because everything might look like perfection when you're looking into that person's life and they are like, you know, mm-hmm. deep in debt, you know, not happy with their situation. We just don't mm-hmm. know. So really try 
to not compare yourself. It's I think it's always going to be a recurring theme through life. And we have mm-hmm. to constantly remind ourselves of that. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think I saw that TikTok as well. Yeah. <laughs> this one is really simple, but I wish I had learned it sooner that you don't have to laugh at jokes that are not funny. <laughs> and I think this especially might apply like as a woman, sometimes we laugh at things that are not funny because if you don't laugh, it's kind of like, oh, I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable if I don't laugh at their joke or I just I'm going to laugh to kind of diffuse the situation. Mm -hmm. But really, sometimes it's like if it's not funny, just don't laugh. Like if you naturally don't feel compelled to laugh at something that's not funny, then you don't have to laugh at it. Yeah. And sometimes when people do like say like borderline rude stuff, Mm-hmm. that too and yes. it's kind of like it's awkward so you kind of laugh that definitely mm-hmm. it's like mm-mm. it was yes. not funny yeah it was not funny at all or if it's an inappropriate moment and then you know it's like do I this is like something that I think I've really been coming into it's like calling it out when it's like that's actually not funny that's rude or that's inappropriate or yeah. you know just call it call it as it is exactly. <laughs> don't have to laugh at it yeah mm-hmm. I agree with that yeah All right. So the next one is that it's okay to feel sad and lonely about the things that haven't happened yet. And I was kind of on the fence about including this one, but I think it's important to kind of highlight this because we're all, I think the future can be very daunting and scary and it's very easy to get like caught up in like uh, the things that aren't happening or like what we want our, our lives to look like in the future. And you know, in the present, it feels so hard because you're wondering like, why isn't this happening? I've been working so hard or I've been so patient. And um, sometimes you just have to be in the moment and just sit in it and know that it will pass, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's okay to just sit with it and not try to force it away or cover Mm -hmm. it up or distract yourself from it sometimes you really just have to be okay with what it is yeah be okay with those feelings I mean instead of just like Mm -hmm. okay I'm gonna be happy now and almost force yourself to be kind of happy about the situation but sometimes it's valid to and it's almost needed to say you know I do feel sad in this moment and I recognize that and this is why I feel this way and that's okay that's okay for you to Mm -hmm. recognize and and have those feelings Mm -hmm. yeah just name it and let it be what it needs to be. Um, This one I like. The next one is that I have learned that I am capable of teaching myself the things that no one has taught me before. So for example, I recently had to like do some fixing around my apartment and I hopped on YouTube and I found some tutorials and I was able to do a couple of fix-ups and it was a learning experience for me and I was very proud of myself at the end of it. So that's something that I've really felt to be empowering is that I can teach myself these things, like even like the traditionally like masculine things that your, you know, maybe like your dad is supposed to teach you or like the father figure in your life is supposed to teach you. Maybe you didn't learn. I just take it upon myself to teach myself those things now. So mm-hmm. that's oh, I, been I like that. a good moment for me. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Not being scared of it. Sometimes I'm like, I see videos of like mm-hmm. DIY and like, people using like heavy machinery and I'm like that looks so cool but I'm like I'm so scared to try that (laughs) 
And just I know, like you saying, me. it probably would be so empowering where it's like, even if you try and you're, it takes practice to like get mm-hmm. it right, just know that it takes practice. The more you do it, the mm-hmm. more you become comfortable and you get to perfect it. So don't be scared of like mm-hmm. trying things that you are kind of scared to do or you think, oh no, mm-hmm. the guy's going to fix it or my dad mm-hmm. used to do that. Like you, it's true. Get on YouTube. There are so many tutorials and yeah. try exactly and it's it's a good feeling mm-hmm. um all right so let's go on to the next one um this is a simple one is that i am not my thoughts so pretty much i feel like we all have like a bunch of thoughts every day going through our heads good bad everything and for me personally like i i have been finding it more and more interesting just to like sit and listen to like what is really going on in my head what are my thoughts mm. really doing and some of them don't make any sense at all mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just take it in and I'm just like where did that come from just observing it and realizing that like that's not a reflection of who I am it's just a thought that's coming in and out so I just let them be what they are they're just thoughts they're not who I am and that has been very uh eye-opening for me to just Mm -hmm. have that realization Mm -hmm. that's a good one Mm -hmm. and it made me it just makes me think of like two things one that the brain is like so complex and I think Mm -hmm. maybe sometimes it's just doing triage or it's thinking back to like I don't know Mm -hmm. a dream or something like the brain has so many things going on all Mm -hmm. at once so I mean as you said who knows it could just be doing (laughs) triage or organization clearing out exactly clearing out trying to make sense (laughs) of something else putting things together and then Mm -hmm. I just also thought of um I sometimes have and I don't know where it comes from it's just like like is it maybe it's called intrusive thoughts so it's like just bad Mm. thoughts sometimes yeah so an example of this was I was driving home and I heard a noise and I think it was probably Mm -hmm. just like a rock hitting the windshield but in my head and I thought of this all so quickly I said, oh my gosh, there's a noise. That means that there's could be somebody in the trunk. And then I was like, oh my gosh, what if that person okay. comes up to the front of the car and tries to hurt me? I thought of all of these things in like a second. Oh, wow. And then yeah. I, I realized, I said, Trudy, you always have these like thoughts that like mm-hmm. literally someone's going to like harm you mm-hmm. when you're in these, mm-hmm. when you're just like randomly driving or like, you know, or if I'm like on mm-hmm. a flight, the whole time I'm on a flight, I'm thinking, oh my gosh don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, just pray mm-hmm. that you make it from point A to point B. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I need to figure out a way of dealing with those thoughts a little bit better. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll just get the most like the scariest thoughts. And I don't know if it's mm-hmm. motherhood and moms get that too, where you just have like the worst thoughts about your child. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. It's the most extreme. It it's like not even like, f- like you're like, you're going into fight or flight mode almost like, okay what you're just like thinking about what the plan is going to be <laughs> if the worst case scenario happens that's what it's I didn't know like. I thought about it I was like you know what I could do I could take <laughs> this ox cord and I got away using the ox cord to like defend myself I mean that's what your brain is capable of though like it just goes through the whole gamut of every possibility and how you can get out of it and I think it's like just a primal kind of reaction. It probably has like to how be. we can keep ourselves safe. At the end of the day, like that's what our brains want to do: how to keep yourself safe. Mm-hmm. So that's that's yeah. so interesting. 
I was like, oh my goodness, Trudy. Okay. <laughs> What's your next one, Chantal? Um, next one is rejection is protection. This one's like a cheesy little rhyme, but I really do feel like this is relevant because I think sometimes when rejection happens, it feels like such a huge hit and a huge loss and like loss of hope for what could have been, whether that's like you get rejected from a job or a person or an opportunity. And it's just like everything just crumbles, crumbles down and it's the end of the world. But sometimes you, if you flip it, you can look at it as you're being protected from a situation or a person, or maybe the job that wasn't the right fit, or it just wasn't the right fit for you. And there's probably something better coming along. Mm-hmm. And that little moment of rejection is just protecting you and keeping you open to the better thing that's coming in in replacement. So yeah. that's something I've been trying to remind myself of. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not like the immediate rejection, but it could have been maybe for you were in, say, was it a job that you did get accepted into? And then something else happens within that job. It's mm-hmm. like that rejection of that job maybe it's just protecting you from something that could have happened within that mm-hmm. job position or yeah. if you're in a relationship something that something from that person's past that could have come up like you just never know and sometimes mm-hmm. i i try to think yeah. about it that way which is a total flip but it it is sometimes it's like it's just protecting you you just never know mm-hmm. other side of things so yeah. Yeah. And it's like back to this, the whole, like the way that our brains tend to work. Sometimes you just have to make up the story and be okay with it. Like, okay, yeah. So maybe the job rejected you or the person rejected you, but you have the power to just be like, yeah, they were probably like, just, I don't know, maybe they're just tell yourself that they're a bad person and that it would have negatively impacted your life if you did carry on with them or maybe that job would have had you working 60 hours mm-hmm. a week or 80 hours a week if you accepted it or maybe that person would have like stolen your credit card number and like stolen your identity who knows but you have the power to like tell yourself the story and not just like give up and be like it's my fault and they're mm-hmm. gonna win in life and I'm just gonna be the sore loser who got rejected so I think it's just it's all a narrative that I've been trying to rewrite for myself when it comes to rejection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just try to put a, a positive spin on it. Um, I think mm-hmm. helps a lot of just like, it's, it's for the better. I know for sure if it's yeah, like ultimately. If something didn't happen, it's like, it was meant to be, it's for the better. And it's sometimes mm-hmm. you almost have to think about if you already had the thought, I'm like, maybe this isn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even just mm-hmm. the little bit of doubt, I'm just like, Mm -hmm. okay, that was just, it just clarified that for sure it was not meant to be because sometimes we have doubt and we kind of just force the positive Mm -hmm. and it's like, hey, I had the doubt initially. And now that I, this didn't work out is for a reason. Let's just accept the Mm -hmm. reason and keep it moving. You know, that's it. And just Mm -hmm. leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is um, listening to my body and my brain when they're tired and when they've had enough. And this is like, it could like, for example, earlier today, I was trying to, I was, I was making my bed because I had washed all my bedding and I wanted to flip the mattress and I started to flip it. And immediately I was like, no, we're not doing this today. (laughs) And I just walked away from the mattress. And 
because I felt like it was just going to be too much effort on my body to do it in that moment. Like I feel healthy, I feel strong, but there was just something about that action in that moment that my body was saying, no, we're not doing this. So I just walked away from it and it felt really good. Yeah. It's like little things like that. (laughs) I totally get it. Oh my gosh. That's so, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like the other day. Oh my gosh. We're going to go to story time. The other day, the fridge, it was like acting up. So we had to like turn the fridge off. And of course me, I see that there's like dirt and crumbs. I'm like, Mm. don't clean the fridge. (laughs) Right now is not the time and the day, although you really have, and I was like telling, verbalizing this to myself. I said, right now is not, it's not the time. It's not the day. There will be other, Mm -hmm. another time where you can do this right now. is not the time, even though you feel like you have the energy, if you do this, it's going to take longer. And this, Mm -hmm. I had to go through and explain it to myself. And I'm like, it's just not the time of day. So I ended up just walking away and I was like, it's okay. Just Mm -hmm. walk away, do it another day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. It's so small, but it's so impactful because it's like realizing that you don't have to force yourself to do things that you don't want to do. And it just changed. It can change the whole course of your day, to be honest. So or just prioritizing, just like prioritizing other things. It's like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just like you could do it, but you're just like there's other things that are just a bigger priority right now. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like this, like sitting and resting, even if like, yeah physically you're okay you might just be like mentally right now my brain just needs to rest because I wanted mm-hmm. I'm thinking of doing six different things and I just mm-hmm. need to sit down and just do like one or two things yeah and I think sure. it's important to like also listen to our as you said your body and listen to like your brain like your mental sometimes mm-hmm. your your brain needs to rest even though your body mm-hmm. is like ready and energized they can mm-hmm. be at the polar opposites you know so you yeah still have to listen absolutely to both hmm yeah um and the next one is relating to friendships um this one I wish I had learned a little bit sooner but here we are it's okay not to have a huge number of friends and even just having one close friend who you can really like trust is such a huge blessing and it's something to be very grateful for um because I think it comes back to like this need to just have large quantities of things like our society we tend to just kind of like hoard things and Mm -hmm. I think that also includes people like we like to hoard like friends Mm -hmm. and followers and like phone like contacts in our phone and just like for what reason I don't know but it I guess it just helps us to feel like we are part of something and we have people around us but Mm -hmm. when you really like get down to the core of it it's like how many of those people really know you how many of those people would really hop on a plane to come visit you mm-hmm. how many of those people would answer your facetime at like 2 a.m how many of those people would like laugh with you at the silliest things or just like you know just really check in on you and it's a small number of people for mm-hmm. i would say like a lot of us we we can only count like those close people on one hand sometimes and that's something that I wish I had learned sooner. It's like that quant, the quality is so much more important than quantity when it comes to friends and friendships, mm-hmm. especially like as a woman having like close female friendships, that is so crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, and just prioritizing that. This one is just a simple one. Um, keep showing up every day. Like we're all going to have those days where it's like, maybe you wake up and you're just like feeling a bit off. But 
just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Like, okay, for me, sometimes it's like I have certain things that help me to take the next step. Like when I wake up in the morning, I put my slippers on. That's like my first thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, my slippers are on. What's next? Go to the bath, go to the bathroom, take out my retainer, brush my teeth. So I guess that tie kind of ties into like having some sort of routine mm-hmm. to help you just keep showing up every day, like have that routine in place, have those things that you can keep coming back to that are familiar and that will make you feel like there's you have it together. You have it together. Yeah, you have you have it together basically. Like you're not a mess. Mm-hmm. And if you are a mess, that's okay because it's your way of navigating the world. It's your own little messy way of navigating the world. And yeah. sometimes that's fine. And so <laughs> okay. yeah, some people is like the way that they go about their day to day may look like chaos to others, but it mm-hmm. makes sense to them. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just just make it work for you every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next one ties into that is like smiling at yourself in the mirror each morning, regardless of like what you're looking like. Like I think, especially as women, we have this compulsion, this like instinct to just like pick at the first thing that we see that we think is off. Like, ugh, I'm like my my laugh lines are getting deeper or my dark circles are so bad today. But like sometimes just like give yourself a smile or like mm-hmm do something silly and just get on with the day because <laughs> at the end of the day you're gonna wake up tomorrow and it's gonna be you again mm-hmm. so you're gonna have to see yourself again the next day and the next day and the next day so why not just like try to smile at yourself or just like focus on something that you like or that you are okay with at the very mm-hmm. least and I would even yeah. like add to that sometimes when we look at ourselves in the mirror first in the morning my one thing is like, listen, there's not even good lighting in the bathroom. That's oh, my that biggest thing. I'm like, <laughs> even when I look at myself and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. it's the lighting. Hello. Because mm-hmm. when you go out in natural sunlight and it's golden hour, listen, that is the best time to look at yourself. That is your true That's reflection. Everything. When you're in a bathroom that has like terrible lighting, you're like, what? Yeah. Am I living in a cave? <laughs> So honestly, yeah, the overhead lighting. Yeah, smile at yourself and have some good lighting. Um, this one is the next one is have goals that are unrelated to men. Um, this is I think it's an a big one. It's a big one, one to learn. It's a it's a big one. But like yeah, an, put an I asterisk think... next to this one and highlight it. It might be on the <laughs> test. Bold underline highlight. <laughs> yeah. Because let me tell you, from the minute you're old enough to understand the dynamics of like, you know, relationships, it's kind of like you're just told like everything you do is going to be about trying to get a man or Mm -hmm. like being in proximity to men or, you know, and it can really mess up your life. Yeah. I'll just put it <laughs> If you live your whole life, if you live your whole life and your goals are just revolving around men, it's like you miss out on so many things and you miss out on developing parts of yourself that are unrelated to men. That could be like the obvious ones, like your career or your friendships or traveling, but it could be like smaller things too that you wouldn't even know about because you're so fixated on like, oh, I need to like, 
make sure that I'm ready to attract a man or to mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, but it's, it's even just... your, it's just even just your personal, like I was thinking mm-hmm. about this the other day um, of like the way that we were, we were kind of like brought up and I'm like, I wonder if like just the day-to-day routines, if it was, if it was intentional, like I need to make sure that my daughters mm-hmm. know how to do this. So they find a good man mm-hmm. or a good partner that they attract mm-hmm. a good partner. So it almost makes you think like, mm-hmm. were you taught a certain way so that you could a- mm-hmm. make sure that you attract a certain man, which is a deeper yeah, conversation I think for definitely. another time. But like, yeah, <laughs> it, just, it, made, it was a deep, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about it. And then it's like, you do have to have your own goals, have your own aspirations, mm-hmm. get to know yourself, do things for yourself mm-hmm. outside of thinking I'm doing this to attract a man. All the mm-hmm. domestic stuff. Absolutely. Don't just say, oh, I know how to cook and clean. And I'm doing that just because mm-hmm. I need to attract a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I also just want to make it really clear, like, this is not like this. This one is not pointing the finger at women or blaming women or saying like, all of us are just like crazy for men and like boy crazy or whatever, because I think it's, it's like a system that ingrains that in us from very young and like men are victims of it too. Mm -hmm. Like they are kind of raised to expect that like they are going to be a certain way because they have to, in order to like uphold a certain like level of masculinity or image of masculinity and so we're both kind of like, both like men and women are kind of like screwed in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Next one is your values can change and are not set in stone. Um, over the years, you know, you can decide that you value different things. Like maybe in your 20s, your values were, I should speak for myself, but like in my 20s, my values were not very clear Mm-hmm. And the the ones that I did have were just the ones that I thought I needed to have. Like, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to get this degree. I'm going to, I had a whole list of things. I kid you not. I wrote a list like in my last semester of high school of all the things that I wanted to achieve by age 27. And they were all like relating to like career, um, relationship, being married and having kids and like home ownership and all that kind of stuff. And like, I think those were like the things that I was that I felt that I valued very strongly at the time. Um, but it was, I found it like so hard to navigate those values in the real world because mm-hmm. I realized that they were just, it, it just, it wasn't as straightforward and clear. Like I realized mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. getting those things, it was going to take, it was going to take a lot more than I had. And like skills that I didn't have and just like resources that I didn't have and so I don't know I don't know but they were good well but like I almost I feel like saying that those values probably at that time was probably Mm -hmm. what you needed to get to the realization because if you didn't have those values Mm -hmm. and you also have to understand too Mm -hmm. like yes you have those values but you probably also didn't have Mm -hmm. the timeline of like and I Mm -hmm. even wonder if they were really values or were they goals and aspirations Mm -hmm. Because hmm. the, the your value yeah. of like who you are, I think in like your core is more so your value compared to like your your goals and aspirations mm-hmm. of like home ownership or a certain financial mm-hmm. number that you want to meet. Or I think those are more so the goals and aspirations. 
And maybe at a young age, we think like, I, this is what I value. I value having a home. I value mm-hmm, having, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because when we're mm-hmm. younger, that's all that we're thinking of. And that's what you're all kind of, we're only thinking of that, like go to college, go to university, get your degree, yeah. make your own money. Then you can, then you can meet someone mm-hmm. and then you can do this. So you mm-hmm. just keep that in your head. But as you said, once mm-hmm. you get out into the real world, the reality is different. The mm-hmm. timeline yeah. is different because you're, when you're fresh out of school, you don't realize this, all of that stuff might take you being very honest, another two decades to get to. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think another like, like 10, 15, right. 20 years to get there. And I think mm-hmm. that's where a lot of like, of like the pain and the struggle of like, I'm being hard on ourselves comes from once we come out of university mm-hmm. and reality mm-hmm. hits us that like all those goals or values or aspirations that I have, like, I can't get this in the next five years. Like I'm going to have, like, mm-hmm. you have to work for the next 20, 10, 15 to 20 years to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and I think to your point, it, like you said, it, maybe it wasn't so much the values that I was setting it. They were more so just like goals and aspirations and the, and I had not sat down with myself to really identify what my values were at that time. Like in my twenties, I didn't really understand that I, that concept of like living through your values, living out of your values. Mm -hmm. Whereas now it's like, I value my, my, friends and family so how do I how do my actions reflect that how Mm -hmm. do I live through that I spend time with my friends and family I check in on them I value my health and my well-being so how do I live through that so now I have such a clear understanding of what my values are and I also understand that they can change like tomorrow I can decide like I value travel and seeing the world so I'm going to like shift my life around so that I can take like three trips a year Mm -hmm. Or I can decide that I value like languages and enroll in a course to learn a new language or like it can be so many different things. And it doesn't just have to be those like stereotypical values that our society tells us that we need to have in place. And that has been very eye opening for me. And I feel like it's it's slowly starting to open up my mind to like what my life could really be um, instead of just thinking like. I have to like stick to this mm-hmm. idea of a life, you know, I hope mm-hmm. that makes sense. Okay. I'll just end on this one. If someone doesn't want to be in your life, let them go. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Just let them go. Don't, don't beg them to stay. Don't convince them. Don't try to convince them, you know, just let them go. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simple. Well, I'm excited to hear yours, Trudy. Okay. I'm sure you have a lot of good gems to share. Oh my gosh. Um, I think some of them might overlap um, what you were talking about, but I'm going to dive right in. And again, no particular order, but my first one uh, on this list is not everyone is your friend. And I think Shonto kind of Mm -hmm. elaborated um, on that, um, where sometimes mm-hmm. as you get older, your group of friends get smaller and smaller and mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, you don't need to have like yeah. a huge group of friends that you like deeply connect with. Um, I think sometimes mm-hmm. we can compartmentalize kind of friendships and understanding like, mm-hmm. who's your friend, who's your acquaintance, who's your work buddy, who's mm-hmm. your, you know what I mean? Not everyone mm-hmm. is like a very close friend. And I also mentioned this in previous episodes too, is that 
I think sometimes we use the word friend kind of loosely of like who really is like a really good friend. So that's important to Mm -hmm. keep in mind. Yeah. Um, Don't loan people money that you're not prepared to write off. (laughs) This one, I am so like, I didn't know I needed to hear this one, but I totally needed to hear this one. Yeah. It's that you're not prepared to just like write off and walk away from mm -hmm. Yeah. If if you feel like you won't miss the money, then you probably shouldn't loan the money. Exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. it can just like, it's so sad. It's sad to say, but money can ruin relationships. Money can ruin marriages, mm-hmm. yeah, um, families, all that kind of stuff. It's just has that bit of a pull on us. And sometimes mm-hmm. like people think like the level of respect too can come with that. Mm-hmm. So um, don't loan people money that you're not prepared to like completely write off and forget as if it was never there. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. So uh, my third one is to live below your means um, mm-hmm. and to increase your income annually. Mm-hmm. I'll figure out ways of increasing your income. Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of learned the second half of that lesson of like, you know, of course, every year that when tax year comes around and you see like, okay, how much income you're making. And then year after year, mm-hmm. if you realize, okay, I'm, my income isn't increasing, but I feel like I'm working harder and I'm doing this. And then mm-hmm. you're like, sometimes, at least for me, the light bulb went off and I was like, Trudy, you need to increase your income. Either you need to ask for mm-hmm. a raise or you need to have a side hustle. But if you want to get mm-hmm. to X goal, you have to mm-hmm. increase your income or else it's going to stay this way and mm-hmm. etc mm-hmm. etc you know what I mean so mm-hmm. yeah it's good to have that like in your mind like don't sleep on the necessity of like growing mm-hmm. financially yeah and I also think like it can be very daunting but it's like just finding a way to approach it that feels doable because mm-hmm. I think sometimes when we have these conversations about increasing our income and like financial stability it it feels like it has to happen overnight no it has to happen immediately otherwise you're going to be in the gutter and and homeless at least like sometimes for me and I think maybe certain people especially if you have financial trauma or if you have had certain financial experiences or struggles Mm -hmm. it's hard to like slip into a mindset where it's like it feels impossible sometimes so uh, not only being in the mindset of like increasing your income but also having a healthy um, relationship with money and looking at money as like something that is there to help you. And it's not an enemy and it's not something that is going to ruin your life. Just like having a healthier mindset about like, this is a resource and like, it's a tool, it's a resource and it's a tool and it's, it doesn't have to be evil. It can Mm -hmm. be something that enriches my life and kind of like, it will be gradual, but as long as I'm like, have some level of commitment to this, to myself, because that's what it's about too. It's like, not just about the money. It's also just like having that commitment to yourself and to your life and being able to like provide yourself with this certain thing, certain experiences, if it's a lifestyle, if it's like, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. um, finding a way to do that, I think it's important to start thinking that way in your thirties. Yeah. Yeah. And what I also, um, at least what was like a turning point for me 
was realizing every year, if you're in like a specific career, you have to realize too, that's another year of gained experience. Another year of where mm-hmm. you learned new things mm-hmm. and something else that you yeah. can put on your resume. And I think sometimes we- and that like, has value. Exactly. And we we don't mm-hmm. give ourselves like the flowers and realize like how much we've learned mm-hmm. and how much we can, yeah. how much more we can bring to the table if it's your own business mm-hmm. or someone else's business. And to be quite frank, sometimes that has a price tag on it. Mm-hmm. your experience mm-hmm. level compared to being being new and sometimes mm-hmm. it can be vice versa um so mm-hmm. i think it's always important to to keep that in mind depending on your lifestyle which leads into mm-hmm. my next point is kind of figuring out what kind of mm-hmm. lifestyle you want and depending on the lifestyle tr- lifestyle that you want to to have it's either if you want to live below your means or continue on mm-hmm. whatever trajectory you have or whatever you're comfortable in but um I think it's important to kind of figure that out too. Like, do you want to mm-hmm. be extremely successful? How do you, do, how do you define success or what hobbies mm-hmm. do you want to achieve and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff um, and kind of figuring, figuring out what kind of lifestyle you want and how you can go about that in the most yeah. um, kind of like efficient way. And that's not going to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, be too like damaging to yourself mentally and physically and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So the next one too is kind of has to do with educating yourself, but educating yourself um in finance, in wellness, emotional intelligence, and to constantly mm-hmm. pursue self development. I feel like self development is like the mm-hmm. ultimate life continuing education. Um. I think it's important. Like mm-hmm. professionally, we have to do continuing education, and I feel like I yeah. think we should do it personally too. That you can always find mm-hmm. ways to enrich your life. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, when I was younger, I definitely didn't believe in that. Like, I was like, why would you read books about other people's lives? Like, what is it going to do for you? But it's not always about other people's lives. It's, Mm -hmm. it can be like their lives and what they've been through and their experiences. And you can take Mm -hmm. from that. And I think that's the part where that I didn't believe in. I was thinking, are you just going to mimic that Mm -hmm. other person's life, which you're not, you can just, you know, take inspiration Mm -hmm. from it and apply it to your life. But I think it's important yeah. to have to mm-hmm. pursue self-development um, and educating yourself on mm-hmm. your finances. If it's taxes, if it's about, you know, owning a home, generational wealth, um, early retirement, you know, whatever it may be, if mm-hmm. that's your path, even if it's not your path to like be extremely successful, even just maintaining your money, being able mm-hmm. to keep the money that mm-hmm. you have made. Um, Mm -hmm. being able to create a budget even just like simple things from the simplest things of like maintaining Mm -hmm. a budget or living with you know a a small amount of income or ways of generating Mm -hmm. income just learning about finance I think is is important and and economics is important Um, being comfortable alone without isolating yourself maybe for me that's also having conversations with myself (laughs) (laughs) It can be honestly like anything, like, like you said, just deciding you want to go out to a movie by yourself. And the thing is like, it's very, it's very good to try different, different places, like go, go to different like venues, maybe go to like an art show or like a gallery or go to a movie or go to a festival and see how you feel in each setting. Like for example, I recently went to this like event at the Royal Ontario Museum and I went by myself and 
it was very there was a lot going on like music um, performers obviously there was like the whole museum available to explore so it was kind of like a sensory overload for me Mm -hmm. but if I hadn't have gone I wouldn't have known that like maybe this kind of event isn't for me but at Mm -hmm. least I went so now I have the information like okay I'll cross that off my list maybe I would rather go to like a movie by myself or maybe I would rather go to like a paint night or go on like a group hike with people so it's good to to like go to these places by yourself observe yourself see what feels good see what you like see what you don't like and if you don't like something don't do it again exactly you can just decide like this isn't for me I officially know that it's not for me done and then on to the next thing exactly and knowing that it's something like Mm -hmm. you can hit escape you know what I mean like you can say like yeah that too I'm gonna end this now let's like where's the exit you can do that instead of like I'm stuck here you're not like if you're going Mm -hmm. by yourself you can say okay this this is for me this isn't for me Mm -hmm. as you said and you can just yeah. leave and tell yourself I'm leaving at 9 30 or like give yourself a time limit like I'll stay for two hours exactly. like all I have to do is show up stand in the room get a drink or get a snack stand there and then at 9 30 mm. I'm leaving and that's yeah. it and you did exactly. it and it can be that yeah. easy that's so. the thing to try actually try yeah <laughs> um <laughs> You mentioned this one earlier of like not to compare um, your life like Mm -hmm. comparisons. And I think I talk about it probably quite a lot too on the podcast, but it is a really big one is to just not compare your life Mm -hmm. to others because you don't know what goes on behind the scenes as like Mm -hmm. that TikTok video Mm -hmm. that we are both talking about. You just never know what's going on behind the scenes. And even sometimes like Mm -hmm. what I tell my partner, I'm like, you never know what happens behind closed doors when it's like between in relationships it's like it may appear this one Mm -hmm. way but when everyone closes their doors to their house we don't know what's going on behind those doors right Mm -hmm. so um just again trying your best not to compare your life to others sometimes it's only the highlights that we see what people want us to Mm -hmm. see so you know and everyone lives lives differently so um don't live in your past uh sometimes we like to Mm, carry big one the past baggage with us and sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard for us to say that like I'm a changed person yes. um, even though your past could have been a rough one and it might be mm-hmm. hard for some people to move past your past mm-hmm. um, but if you yeah. have then you know you just keep it moving but you're not your past mm-hmm. like it's yeah it's your past for a reason <laughs> and I just wanted I wanted to add on to that one because I actually had another point that I wanted to mention but it's okay it kind of touches on this Mm -hmm. is that you can reinvent yourself at any time Mm -hmm. in your life you can rewrite the story you can decide like I'm gonna change my hair I'm gonna change the way I dress I'm gonna change the way I carry myself I'm gonna change how I speak I'm gonna change my ideas my thoughts Mm -hmm. my like you can change at any point in your life and I actually think it's important to like reinvent yourself in some way not necessarily like a complete 180 transformation overnight if you want to do that go for it but it doesn't have to be to that extreme I think Mm -hmm. just being open to the idea of like being a different version of yourself is so important and can be so refreshing like for me for example I reached a point where I decided like I want to try wearing a different hairstyle and that really did change some part of me like something so small as like a hairstyle or like 
just deciding like I wanted to wear glasses or like change my glasses or like little things like even if it starts with like your exterior if that helps you shed your past or if that helps you to like embrace more into like your new self I think that that exactly. sometimes happens yeah. where it's like the exterior is sometimes this the first step that we take of like okay I'm going mm-hmm. to maybe you're leading on like being a little bit more of like your natural natural self mm-hmm. without maybe having hair extensions or whatever yeah. it is but some people you know as you said it's more so just like the transition from like their external self and then it it changes and sometimes it's we're also just like a product of our environment and sometimes we're scared mm-hmm. to change because we're in that environment and until we mm-hmm. change environments then we're like okay I feel comfortable to yeah. do this now Shed or layers. act yeah. this way where I don't feel like I would be mm-hmm. I don't know shunned or shamed judged. or targeted yeah. or judged so yeah. sometimes that's that mm-hmm. happens yeah um my next one is don't be so hard on yourself and learning to forgive yourself because Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is sometimes we're not our biggest cheerleader um yeah and we can be like super hard on yourself like why didn't you do better you should have done this Mm -hmm. you should have done that and no one else is saying that it's just us about our own self (laughs) so Mm -hmm. try not to be or just just don't be so hard on yourselves I mean I feel like Mm -hmm sometimes we're just bombarded with so much negative throughout the day and we constantly have to mm-hmm. give ourselves and feed ourselves the positive. So always yeah. try to feed yourselves, mm-hmm. feed yourself the positive and, um, and just let go of being hard on yourself. Yeah. Speak uh, kindly to yourself. Exactly. That's, that's your first, um, the first voice that you hear and the last voice that you hear mm-hmm. every day. And it should be Definitely. like positive. Um, mm-hmm don't take everyone's advice because sometimes everybody wants to give you advice and yeah this is kind of like a double-edged sword for me because sometimes I think when I listen to even like older people talking about mm-hmm. how life was or certain ways and it's like you kind of have to mm-hmm. you listen but you listen with like a grain of salt mm-hmm. um, yeah so that's why I feel like it's sometimes it's it's good to listen to what other people are saying, but at the same time, it's with just a bit of a grain of salt and kind of also look up, look who's giving you the advice. Yes. You yeah. know, just as if it's an older person talking to you, you still mm-hmm. got to reflect like, oh, have they been through a lot and maybe they do mm-hmm. have a lot of gems to tell me and stuff mm-hmm. up or, or cautionary tales. You know, mm-hmm. so stuff like that, yeah. I think sometimes it's important to, to take that in and send them you you mm-hmm. listen. Um, yeah. but always be cautious of the advice that people are giving you, the stories that people mm-hmm. are telling you, and who is giving you that advice because you don't mm-hmm. want your life to look like their life or to right. live exactly yeah. how and they lived. Exactly. And like when it comes to advice and decision making, I think sometimes it's easy to just kind of throw our hands up and put it onto someone else to kind of make the decision for you Mm -hmm. through their advice. But that is a lesson I learned. It's like, sometimes it's better just not to ask for advice or not to take advice and to make the decisions for yourself. Really think carefully, critically, and just be accountable for the decisions that you're making instead of 
you know, you make a decision because you got advice from Joe down the street. And then five years later, you you're want to in the space the because you listen to Joe down the street. And you want to blame Joe down so, the street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So always like try, try, try your best to make your decisions independently. Sure, listen to other people's advice, but come back to yourself. Listen to your own internal voice. What are your needs? What mm-hmm. is it that you're really trying to achieve? And figure it out. Like, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, it, it that's probably yourself. the best way to, like, say it. Is it sometimes you do have to come back to yourself and and you do yeah. have to figure it out. Um, But mm-hmm. you, you take into mm-hmm. people's advice. And I'm sure we go on to, like, go on to Google and this and forums. Yeah. Now we have so much resources available to us. Mm-hmm. But we can't just take those resources and that advice mm-hmm. and just follow it and, and just run say, well, with it. everyone no. else made me do it because then you're taking the accountability yeah. off of yourself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. we have to say like, this is my life. I need to take control of my life and thank you for yes, your input exactly. and thank you for your advice. But I think this is the best move for me in this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. that's it. My next one is don't be scared to ask for help. Um, mm. I think I probably learned this one in my mid twenties, just wanting Mm -hmm. to be super hyper independent all the time. Mm -hmm. And still to this day, I think I'm a little bit like that where I'm just like, it's really hard for me to ask for help. And I don't know if it's like just being, I don't know. I think it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure the root cause or why. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it is more and more as I'm like, it wasn't that bad to ask for help like what did I think was gonna Mm. become of this like Mm -hmm. they actually helped me and it relieved you know this burden or this stress and it made life a little bit easier Mm -hmm. and you know why didn't I just ask for help in the beginning when I actually Mm -hmm. need the help and I can go to people that I trust and that Mm -hmm. I know that care for my well-being and care for me so I think it's really a learned behavior like we learn whether or not it's acceptable to ask for help based on what we see growing up and Mm -hmm. like if you didn't see people asking for help around you growing up you won't know that that's even possible to ask for help when you're in that position so it's very much learned behavior and then I think even when you do get old enough to you know when you have those people around you who are supposed to be your support system sometimes you won't even ask because of maybe you don't want to come across as weak and maybe there's some level of like shame that's associated with asking for help because you don't want to come across as a burden. Mm-hmm. You might feel like, oh, if I ask them for help, I'm going to have to owe them. It's like, there's so many things attached to it. And in reality, it's like asking for help is actually a sign of strength. It's a sign that you are able to like open up to someone and trust someone enough to help you. Mm-hmm. So that takes a very long time to learn. And, but mm-hmm. it's like such an important thing because you can't really get through life without asking for help exactly. at the end of the day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think what a part of it was, was that most of the time, I think I was the one helping. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, I was never asking for help because I was like the fixer. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll figure mm-hmm. it out. I'll do yeah. this for you. It's okay. I got this, this, that. So it mm-hmm. was never like me asking for help because I was yeah. the help the whole time. So now when it's like, when you finally get to that point where it's like, okay, I need some help. Like I'm tired. I'm this. And it's, it's like for the smallest things that you, you were just putting 
at the back mm-hmm. of your head, like when you actually needed to rest, but you're like, okay, I don't have time to rest. So I've got to keep going. But now you're realizing mm-hmm. you need to prioritize that. So you're like, I yeah. need to rest. Can you just do this for me? And they're like, sure, no problem. <laughs> and then you're just like, holy, yeah. wow. Like that was that easy. Yeah. <laughs> Why haven't I been doing that? <laughs> so when you get to that point, if yeah. you're that person who's always like the fixer and helping everyone and you never ask for help. Listen, it's time to mm-hmm. ask for help. It's time. It's <laughs> overdue. As, as you said, Chantal, it's not a sign of weakness. And sometimes you have to mm-hmm. turn around and sing, listen, I can't help you right now. Or mm-hmm. I'm the one that needs some help. Please, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. ask for help. Thank you for listening to part one of 30 things I learned in my 30s. You don't want to miss the part two, the finale of this episode coming out next week, Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Thank you so much for listening to the Sister Sister podcast. And don't forget to follow us on our socials and subscribe to our podcast.